What's up, everybody? This week's episode is brought to you by Vice Golf. Man, what a perfect day for some golf. You said it best, Bubba. Not too hot, not too cold. This day is just right. <laughs> oh, shit. Quit it, Pops. I invited her. Supposedly, Karen was quite the golfer back in high school and college. Anytime, Karen. I owe you after you cover my sixty-nine dollars for that haircut. <laughs> oh, baby, don't you ever think you're a thing? Now let's Karen, I've been trying to tee off ever since you moseyed your way up here. Now, quiet, y'all, so I can show you how it's done. Wow, pops, that looks like you shaved it. <laughs> yeah, pops, that didn't look so good, man. It definitely ain't me. I never mess up. I used to be a PGA Tour god. It was probably those cheap balls I bought last night. Uh, could be, Pop, but maybe you should try one of these Vice golf balls that I use. I love these balls. Yeah, they do look pretty awesome. Give me that dang ball, you nerd. Let me see what I can do with it. Pops, I can't even see that ball. It might have went 417 yards. Don't be dumb, but I guarantee you that ball is within 69 inches of the hole. <laughs> Those vice balls are not a joke. You have to give them some credit. You know I don't like admitting when you were right, but I'm going to have to pick me up some of them vice golf balls. Now tell me, where do I get them? <laughs> uh, she's right, www.vicegolf.com. And they have a lot more than just golf balls. They have golf apparel, golf bags, backpacks, and more. But seriously, you have to check out the Vice Golf Towels. They have different like animal designs. It's so fucking awesome. One of the best things about Vice is that you are getting a top-of-the-line product at a fair and affordable price. I wouldn't use any other brand. Like I said, I ain't happy about it. But you had me sold. I'm going to pick me up some of them Vice golf balls and maybe a cool hat to go along with it. You always know how to stay fresh, Pops. Yeah, it's fresh like a nasty, stinky fart. Oh, my God. This bitch ain't never going with us again. Multiple eagles. Eagles Nick, are when Nick says dozen. multiple, he means one. What? I have like huh? probably twenty-five career eagles. I don't that, believe that. That, that sounds that like a bit. lie. That sounds like a fucking lie. That sounds like something you can't back up, so you're just gonna fucking say it with one hundred percent confidence. I wanna say I probably have like four career eagles. And one happened this year. That. I guarantee you I don't. You are fucking high off your ass. I I think I think you have more than four career eagles. <laughs> okay, but it's nowhere close to twenty-five. I mean I can think of at least eight easily. Eight and yeah. twenty-five are very far apart, but <laughs> how many I can years think have of you four. golfed? I mean, I've been golfing since I was nine.
Now yeah, I probably didn't get 10. an eagle till I was like thirteen, maybe. But what fucking course are you hitting an eagle on when you are thirteen? Hole two at Fernbank. That's all of us. Now that's hole what, two. That's a hole hole two would be a hole in one, so that'd be a little tougher. But that's like, I almost got a hole in one on today. Did you rim the cup like I did? Rim. No, I mean, so we were the last group, and there was a there was a group on the tee box just past it, and they watched me hit, and I put like this crazy ass right spin, and it just went like around the like above the hole, and the dude on the third hole like just put his fingers up like basically like three inches, and it was fucking in. He's like as big as my dick, dude. Richard, yeah, dude. Uh, you're you're sniffling over there, dog. You got the you got the Rona. No, dude. Stop it. I don't, I don't know. Dude, you're about to be banned from the golf course, man. Stop me. No, uh, you, I, you can't get no, banned nobody's, from, from Nobody's from getting Bank. banned. You're getting get banned, banned from, from the country club of Slayer <laughs> Park. You're getting banned from the Fernbank uh, President's Cup tournament. You're about to get President, disqualified. President's Cup. The only way you can <laughs> get banned from it for the year is if you lose like Nick did. Oh, hey, that's because my opponent got an eagle versus me that pretty much finished me off. Yeah. You say eagle one more fucking time, Nick. It's a patriotic bird, Eric. Be proud of you know them what? eagles. Respect. Respect. Eric, I saw something that would make you sad today. Real sad. Just driving was down. It a, was, was it a gas engine mower? <laughs> I, I, I actually see those every day because I do cemetery maintenance as a job so I, I ride around on one of those a lot it's fucking disgusting you have a gas engine rider did oh you got rid of it yeah I, I sold it and used all that money to buy the Ryobi new the Ryobi is just a push though right no I have a zero turn Elect electric power all electric zero turn wow. did you not listen to episode Wealthy. 6 of Slayer Bites where he Seriously. filled in as Joda Bean with full on jades no, I'm not that far yet. How I long mean, is the battery life on that thing? <laughs> Sixty nine um, minutes. It'll 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 mow up to uh, two and a half acres. So, yeah, sixty nine minutes. I mean, that's great what's, for you. Since what's you the have cutting? Fucking what's the cutting? Deck? Two hundredths of an acre. I almost have a full acre. My my yard's almost a full acre. Bullshit. Yeah, Sam, approximately four hundred and seven hundred square feet of yard space. <laughs> Dude, my yard's all hell. Sam has to throw a rope on his mower to pull it back up the hill. Pretty much. <laughs> I just bought a goat. I got a goat cleaning my yard now. Uh, the cemetery tried that for a little bit. It didn't work out. That's not Richard with the runner. That's Sam. Shut the no, Eric, fuck Eric, all we, up, we know what that is. We, we all know what it. Sam has. Jades. Can you catch Jades or Rona from the internet over these yeah. mics? I mean, I would not do this pod anymore so. if I could, because I know potting with you, a dude who fucking filled in as a replacement Joda would definitely have the jades. So shut wow. the fuck up. Excuse me? <laughs> a replacement Joda? Is that what you just called me? Yeah, I called you a replacement Joda, because that's exactly what you were. Yeah, I kind of want to know what else you would have been on that episode. Hey, episode six, best episode yet. I didn't even listen to it, but I know. Thanks, Nick. All right, what's on the board? How about some, uh, since we're talking about eagles and bands, let's uh, talk a little PGA Tour. Uh, PGA Tours, 
been back for a couple weeks now. Um, they're dealing with a little uh, COVID cases and some withdrawals with uh, two really big names in particular in uh, last week's winner, Webb Simpson, and probably one of the biggest stars in the game, Brooks Kepka. Both withdrew because of knowing someone who tested positive, like being around someone. Neither of the golfers tested positive, but Brooks's caddy tested and a family friend of Simpson's tested positive. So so, so if one of us were a professional golfer, we wouldn't be allowed to be in the tournament because I guess they would the same the same rules probably apply for COVID as they do for Jades. And since we all know Sam, we wouldn't be able to play. Oh shit. Well, Shut I the mean, fuck They're they're actually not going as far as banning the players if they have an association. If the player themselves has it, they're not allowed to compete in the tournament, but if a caddy or a trainer or somebody has it, the player is still allowed to play in that tournament with a replacement caddy, but he would have to get testing basically every day pretty much also what you were saying uh you didn't clarify it's the upcoming tournament which is i can't remember exactly which tournament's coming up but the travelers the travelers is what's coming up and two two players have have withdrawn um it's actually up to five right now last week was the rbc rbc heritage i believe it was what it was and um uh, a player actually uh didn't withdraw but he the professional golfer came down with COVID-19 and had to withdraw obviously from the from the tournament but that's just kind of what we're seeing with sports coming back right now is like what's going to happen when someone inevitably comes down with COVID and golf's golf's kind of got it figured out it's not like football where it's a high contact sport people are touching each other all the time and golf you just got to make sure that they're going through all the protocols and making sure everybody's getting tested and um somebody's got it then they just can't play hey real quick who's clicking that pen richard is that you that's me quit eric shut up so so i got a question i'm not quite sure in terms of so you said the travelers uh championship or cup whatever the fuck it's called is part of the PGA Tour. How many different tournaments are part of the PGA Tour, and how big of a deal is it that uh, somebody who would probably compete for winning the entire PGA Championship for the year is out of it? Like, if you miss one tournament, um, is that a big deal? It's not going to make a break. No. Not at all. I think under a normal year, Brooks Kepka would not even be in this tournament. Um, some of your mate, the the tour as a whole probably has, I think, like thirty to thirty-five events a year, and your top guys play in the high teens to low twenties, probably usually. So a top player can miss over ten events and still finish in the top five or whatever in the end of year standings. Well, I have a question. How, how do these golfers um, get invited to these events? Some of them are, you have to, you have to play your way in. Um, 
it's like so you have to almost, qualify. You, you, correct. You almost have to like earn an invitation to and play what, in some of these tournaments. And then how? Like how do what? What do you play to even earn those invitations? Like what? Like what event? What events do you have to do to? Is it just kind of like you just go through the ranks? Like you you perform at this event, do well, you then get invited to the next stage, and then so so on and so forth. There's certain tournaments that qualify you for other for other tournaments later in the year or for following year. Sometimes you can if you win a tournament. Sometimes it allows you to play at the U.S. Open for the next two years just by winning a certain tournament. A, or, a win on tour gives you PGA exemption for the next year. Um, there's the lower tour, which I think 20 players a year can earn their card for the PGA tour. Um, a certain amount of lifetime wins gets you lifetime status on the PGA tour. There are qualifiers for many events. Um, actually, Brooks Kepka's brother, who's not a regular member of the tour, qualified for the Travelers Championship, but he also withdrew because of a COVID concern this week, which is a, kind of surprising to me that he would choose to withdraw because he's not a full-time tour member. So like missing a tournament for him, I feel like is actually a lot bigger deal than his brother missing a tournament. And what else? <laughs> <laughs> Last week's tournament, I didn't get to watch a ton of it. Me and Nick play fantasy golf, so we pick five golfers every week. So it gives you something to cheer for. We talked about it in like a previous episode where I told you to just become a fan of Rory McIlroy just because. Um, I do like his name, so I'll do yeah. it. And he's from Ireland, and we've said this already before that you like Conor the, McGregor. Does he have red hair? He sure doesn't. Good. <laughs> um but uh so we pay a little bit more attention to it just because we have we have something to actually look forward to watching certain players hoping that they do well. I I didn't get to watch much of the tournament, but to tell you the honest truth, I didn't even realize when I was watching the tournament that there weren't fans there. Which is like I know in certain sports it's going to be weird to see. And golf was like yeah. I feel like they changed the camera angles a lot, so it focused more on play. That actually, that views. actually makes a ton of sense because, like, like I said, I was watching some of it. I didn't catch a ton of it, but while watching it, I didn't even realize that there weren't fans there. But like, if somebody hits a good shot, you hear the you hear the fans at least clap, or they make somebody makes a putt, you hear the fans clap. Or if there's a big putt made, you hear the fans fucking go crazy. So there's still some aspect where the where the fans are involved. But like I said, watching the tournament this week, I didn't even notice that they weren't there. I mean, there's a there's a lot of times in like majors or some tournaments where like the fans are a lot more involved, like the Phoenix Open, where they have like a big grandstand around one of the holes and the fans are actually encouraged to be a little more noisy. Which is um, like the coolest shit ever in golf. I I I know Eric and Sam, you guys don't watch uh, any any golf, but just look up. I think it's the 16th hole of the Waste Management Open. Look at like just look it up. Fucking put it on our Twitter. It is one the of the coolest waste the waste, waste management waste management open. It sounds you, like a shitty like city like agency. What like no? A city it's, division. it's 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 like a recycling company. Okay, and sounds good. What is it called? Waste? <laughs> waste Management Open. 
and let's probably all you even have to type in. You don't need to type in par three. It's literally looks like a fucking football field around a par three. And it's one of those where they encourage you to be loud while people are playing the hole. So it's like the exact I like opposite. Of- oh, okay. I see it. That's kind of cool. So that there's a, there's another one. Like I couldn't even imagine if the waste management open got played during COVID. It actually happens. It always happens the same weekend as the Super Bowl or super close to it. But um, I couldn't even imagine if that tournament got played with no fans in the stands. Like, it would just be super weird. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. This looks like um, if NASCAR met. So you're talking you're talking about oh, Happy yeah. Gilmore. It gets basically. insane. It sounds like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's actually. Sure. <laughs> kind of looks it's like that. It's 100% like that. Because I'm looking at the fans, and they all look like they're dressed to go to a, I don't know. They don't look like they're dressed to go to a golf I got to say, I'd tune into that. It's fun. Oh yeah, and like I said, it's something to watch before the Super Bowl that happens the same the same weekend. This isn't a professional tournament, but if you guys want to watch like some golf on TV, the one of the best things to turn into is the celebrity tournament in Lake Tahoe every year. I think it's in like Labor Day weekend ish. That tournament is right on Lake Tahoe, and fans like pull boats up to one of the par threes and. They're like big celebrity sports stars show up like Aaron Rodgers, Steph Curry, Tony Romo, like Larry Fitzgerald, a whole bunch of uh, Charles Barkley celebrities or just want to be that looks like him. Well, there are some there are some (laughs) like actors and stuff, too. Um, Charles Barkley is terrible. Hold on. So is this and and he's terrible at basketball and Space Jam? Just wait, is this a. Is this the tournament that Tom Brady just played where he ripped his pants? Different thing. No. no that, that was like a special tournament, and they really made that happen because of everything that was going on. They just wanted to try to put something on the television that people could watch and enjoy that had to do with sports. All right, but back to my question. Is it are, is it athlete celebrities or like Hollywood celebrities? There's a or couple uh, regular like TV movie guys. I'm gonna uh, get straight to the point. Is Brad Carl, there? Carlton's on it. He's sure. actually a really good golfer. Well, that's the thing is, so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of like actor celebrities that go to this, and some of them are awful. And it's fun to watch that. Just like we watched Tom Brady shank seven straight drives to the right and not make any adjustments, and we're like, "Damn, Tom Brady's did human." Just, did you see him hit the one though? That like he put backspin in on the green. Oh, that was okay. From like that was a beautiful shot. Yeah, like where did that come from? I don't know. Out of nowhere no at the idea. time, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess it's that uh, that athletic gene. But there's came out for there's golf the... there's some golfers in this tournament that Nick's talking about, uh, that are like like Steph Curry who plays, uh, for the Golden State Warriors in the NBA. He's actually a really good golfer, and it's kind of cool to see other athletes from other sports be good at a, a sport like golf. I mean, you're legit describing the plot of Happy Gilmore between him playing with Bob Barker and the waste management tour that you're talking about. And the fact that that's real kind of increases the likelihood that I'm going to watch golf on TV. Look, I, I love watching golf, and I secretly want golf to be exactly like Happy Gilmore. One, we can bring Bob Barker back to life, which would be dope. And then two, I would love to see somebody get hit by. Hold a on, is Bob Barker dead? Yeah, he's dead as fuck. 
Yeah, really? It's been a while. Uh, he's not dead. Sure. You're gonna have to look that one up now too, Holy Eric. Shit, dude. God damn it. There's gonna be a lot of key presses in this. Uh, this you're gonna episode. have to. You're gonna have to play that music when we dub over this. <laughs> um. Bob Barber. Who the fuck? Bob Barber. Bob Barber. Jeez, Eric. It said years active, 1950 to 2007. That was how many but years he's hosted. He alive. I know, but like I was thinking, I read that as like his life. Dude, he's still alive. He's 96. He is still alive. Okay. 96. Okay then. okay, then I'm dumb as fuck because I thought he he's was 96. Wow. He's 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 a zombie. What? What's okay, more man. impressive to you that he's 96 or that he's worth 70 million dollars? I think he should be worth more than 70. He, he was active on television for 57 years. That price isn't that, right. That seems like John Jones should be worth 70 million. Bob Barker needs to, to be double that. Right. Actually, look up Bob how much Barker, Drew Carey's worth since he took over. Let's see I don't if know he's getting why I'm modern so the fuck about Drew Carey. I don't know why I'm, I'm so dumb saying, about Bob Bob Barker was dead. I'm fucking Because he's old as fuck, Richard. <laughs> he's That's 96, hard. dude. He <laughs> should be dead. It doesn't, it, it doesn't surprise me. He's a, he's a vegetarian. Dude, Drew Carey is worth $165 million. See? Modern inflation. I think you're probably right. Okay, back to golf. Would you get hit by a Volkswagen to be in Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, but can, can they take the TV tower off of the green when I have to putt. I struggle enough putting uh, as it is. Yep. Also, there's the no way <laughs> I could putt through happens. a TV tower. There's a the amount of shit that happens. You can't putt a, a four footer with with nothing in front of it. <laughs> Dog, he's eagled at least twenty five times. In I his missed life. that. Yeah, a lot of them were chippings because I can't putt worth the shit. <laughs> um. Fuck, what was I saying? Yeah, Nick, and I have a helicopter. Apparently a helicopter. Electric Ryobi mower. That are both Helicopter, what's the difference? If, if, any, if anyone's confused, just go check out episode six of Slayer Bites. You'll with find our, out what I have with, in my backyard. With our hillbilly host and a friend of ours, Ryan. That's uh, Slayer yeah, Bites. Forever. Slayer. B-Y-T-E-S. All one word. Joda's not in it, you, so you'll definitely do Who do you think it. can cut top fields faster? Me with a push mower or you with your sweet Ryobi? Me with my Ryobi. I'm fucking... Look, you would be... You would have 26 eagles if you could cut faster than I could with my Ryobi. I'm taking Nick. Yeah, I'm Nick's sure a pro, thing, and you're dude. a fucking amateur. Dog. A pro? I'm not an amateur. All right. Yeah, I, I'm sort of a professional grass cutter. Yeah, he is. I pay myself. And sweet gardening tools. I don't need this abuse from you guys. All right, moving on to another sport played on grass. Baseball is finally back. Oh, we didn't believe yay! We Shit. didn't believe. I didn't believe. I really didn't believe they were going to get it done. I think they forced it, but it looks like it's going to happen. So every single thing I've read this morning was everyone being like, it's back. This, these are the rules. And then at the bottom, it would say something like, we're not 100% sure this is, you know, law. It's not an official rule. They haven't figured out their health stuff yet. They really haven't so that's what it was? got that far yet in the, how they're going to do health protocols, which is probably the most important thing right now. 
Right, you think that should have been figured out like on day one, and then figuring out the money should have been day one through or two through sixty nine. So, <laughs> I I I'm I'm with I'm with you on the sixty nine. They were they're playing sixty games. It should have been sixty nine. Should have been sixty nine. They're fucking That's cowards here nor there. for not making <laughs> hey, it sixty nine yeah. games. <laughs> he, I mean, hear, hear this, guys. Every team plays every other team twice. Whoa. That's what why, Sam said. Why didn't we, we think of that? Why oh, didn't we Sam think said. of that? Guys, hey, hey, hold on. I mean, I think I got an idea. What if every team played every other team twice? Blew you my guys mind. like that idea? Uh, what the fuck? Dude. All my friends have Jade. But what if they played have every they? other team twice and then played more games until they Jesus got to 69 Christ. games? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every team plays <laughs> you can't, you can't the that. Marlins 11 times, except the Marlins who have to play the Royals. Eat themselves 69 times. Or could you play every team twice and the final game would be the 69th game? Would that work? No. This sounds like eight. the negotiations between MLB much. and the owners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So I have a, a list of kind of the, the shit that's supposed to go down this year. And I know you were just asking about like certain health things that are going on. Like what I've been hearing is there's like, you can't spit while you're out in the field. Have you ever watched a baseball, baseball game? No, you know how many times seeds. You, and that's part of it. And, and I'll go through the whole thing. Um, but this is just part of it where kind of what you were, what you were touching on is that they're not allowed to spit. So my question is, how do they regulate? How do you police that? If, Dude, if that is if a eighty percent center baseball. field, right? If the center fielder spits, what what happens? Does he get 80%. kicked out of the game? Does he get a warning? It does he get a fine? Like what happens? Dude, eighty percent of fucking baseball is spitting, and the other twenty percent is adjusting your junk. Yeah, if you can't do, yeah, are they still allowed to adjust their junk? That which leads me, be... which which leads me to my next point. If they can't can they high spit? five, then can they still nut bump? Oh fuck yeah, I'll nut bumps all day. But can they spit on their own junk? Not if they nut bump. I don't even know. You can only spit on your own junk. You can only spit on your own junk if you also refuse to nut bump. But if you nut bump after spitting on your jump, you're screwed. Baseball is going to be total anarchy. No, I mean, I personally, I think that these rules are kind of silly. It's like, if you're going to allow the players to play, and, and we've kind of seen this as soccer's come back, uh, the Bundesliga has kind of tried to outlaw players hugging after a goal or having physical contact after a goal. It's kind of goofy, in my opinion, to do that. But at the same time, they're allowed to go in for a tackle during the course of play and, and right. have a ton of physical contact in the course of play. I, I kind of feel like be sensible about the rules you're making. I get the testing. I get making a player that tests positive stay out of the game. But if you are right. allowed to play the game, let them play the game normally. Like, don't make stupid restrictions that really make no sense. Because, I mean, it's a base. It's baseball. They're tossing around a ball. They're all gonna touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, 
don't don't make a talking point. Like if you if you say you can't spit or you can't do this, like it almost just makes it silly to the point that's where people are gonna start talking shit about you. Like just just let the game flow the way it I mean, should. It, it's security theater. It makes people feel better about it, but it's not actually policy that makes scientific sense. It's the same shit that you, we deal with when we go to the airport and take our shoes off. Like, it makes us feel like it's safer, but it's not really safer. I hate when they make me take my shoes off. Well, you're gonna keep doing it, TFA. Yeah, dude. TFA, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I I I kind of cringe every time right now watching sports with all the like fake high fiving, like air fist forever. pumps, air high fives. Like it just seems so cheesy and fake and stupid. Like yeah, if you're healthy enough to get on the field to play, just let it be normal. Because that's what I'm saying. Like if if golf tests every player and their test comes back negative why can't they shake hands with the guy after yeah the why round? can't they nut up their caddy yeah, yeah nut nut yeah throw in the nut two bump. dudes bumping nuts to celebrate a eagle that's natural nothing's better nothing's yeah. better richard and i do it every week in league shut the but fuck up you haven't bogeys. gotten an eagle yeah <laughs> I have Richard has an eagle in league this year. So. I nut bumped no one, and I'm and I'm shameful to say that. Yeah, that's depressing. Yeah, Sam and I used to nut. We bump didn't even we, nut uh, bump after we gained seven strokes back in one hole this week. Yeah, yeah. There's only two nut bumpers in this uh on this podcast, and that's Sam. Yeah, dude, Sam I knocked down five pins in bowling. That's a nut bump. Yep. Nut bump, gutter, nut bump. Ain't that oh the truth? All right, fifth place, nut bump. <laughs> so. Can I explain me some of bowling. what's going to go on in baseball? Yeah. And then you guys can talk about nut bumps after everything I say. That's fine. Oh, really for sure. It. I don't really yeah, give a shit. Sure. So okay. training camp's supposed to start July 1st to give you kind of like... Nut bump. When are things going to start to happen? <laughs> and they're all going to be... It's not... I, get, I, like, I don't even know how you... Like, it's not really going to be a spring training because no... Are, like, are teams supposed to even play each other? I didn't read into that. Nut no. bump. <laughs> no, I so, think it's all just training. So it said training camp July 1st. Most teams are going to be in their home stadium, which just kind of makes sense. Um, the next thing I had on here, I literally put no high fives. And then in parentheses, I put nut bump only. It has to be talked about. <laughs> we, we've got to get it out there. And then it says no spitting, no gum. And like, like you were saying earlier, Sam, like, I just almost feel like it's more like just guidelines to try to follow, to just try to be better when you're out on the field, to try to be mindful of certain things with what's going on. But I, I don't see how you could truly regulate it. That, that's almost like saying put a, put a mask on in the dugout, but once you go out on the field, take it off. I'm surprised it's, that's not a rule. Because like, obviously a dugout has enough people that you can't really socially distance. Right. I mean, baseball is about as least contact of a sport as there is, except there has been some pretty violent slides. But other well, that's than really that, where you're going to see teams and players get close to each other is, you know, throws to second base on a steal or when somebody's rounding third and going for home uh, when when they get close to the to the catcher. 
That's the only time you're really going to have people close to each other. But or for when, the most part, it's like glove contacting a body. Like there's no really skin to skin contact. Sure. But it's usually it's, it's not six feet apart either, which is really yeah, what right. I want. Right. Um, um, go for it, Richard. Keep these rules coming. Uh, so July 1st was uh, the start of training camp. The return of baseball will be, they said, July 23rd or 24th. That's probably when you'll start seeing opening day games played. They're going to be playing 60 games in 66 days. That's, they keep fucking up, dude. And that's 69% um, hillbilly. Exactly. All these 60s, and they're not hitting the 9. My brother worked 60 out of 66 days once. Yeah. Yeah. On the so oil rig. Is that it, Nick? What the <laughs> fuck? Hey, I'm just saying. It's happened before. People can do it. Did you give him a hug? No. <laughs> feel like he earned nut, it nut bumps only <laughs> okay <laughs> Nick so. dropping fucking facts about connor <laughs> we have to get him connor to also played an entire soccer game with a bloody nose once you guys remember that it was awesome i don't look i love connor i like hearing stories about connor. i okay. i want to get back to this love mlb because hey, real, real quick real quick real quick sorry sam richard stop hitting your the your mic stand god what do you mean you, 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 you always. You, I do my on. best to fucking get that shit out right, of there, sorry. and you always said it. Just, just set it up where you can't touch it, and do, just be mindful of just it. Just shut up, please. okay? All right. So we touched on this, on this a couple episodes ago about how if baseball came back, how would they do all their traveling? So the way they have it set up is ten games against each uh, divisional opponent which will be 40 of the 60 games and then four games each with the corresponding division. So for the reds, it'll be the AL central, which will be four games against the twins, the tigers, the Indians, the Royals and the white Sox, which will make up the other 20 games. How do you guys feel about that? Are they playing all the games in their regular stadiums? As far as I know, that's wild, but obviously no fans. But so there will they will be traveling, but the 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 goal with that is to keep the travel to a minimum. So so there's not going to be any fans. I didn't look into that at all today. So there's no fans no. whatsoever. There's no I'm, fans I'm, at all in, in any pro sport. Wow. Are are you? I no, saw, I, I, was, I was allowing up to up to a certain percentage. Uh, so Talladega allowed up Talladega to five thousand this 5, past 000. weekend. So yeah, Daddy Don was just telling me over the weekend that um. Last week, they were playing on 30% at the Red Stadium, but then he was hopeful that they'd get up to 40%, I guess, to find out that it's 0%. We just kind of got to see how the season plays out. And maybe that's it. Maybe he knows something that they might slowly start. I I don't know. If you're going to start the season at zero, you might as well just fucking knock out those games and be done. It's already going to be hard to regulate just playing the sport let alone right having fans in there as well you might as well just take it one step at a time what if you did it no one in the lower deck that would be wild just everybody up high in small groups yeah the rona can't they can't survive up in i mean the air. that sounds like red's games last year when they were in last place so i i said that over the weekend and i kind of felt guilty because don came in the room and i was i was like my mom was like, they might allow 30% of the fans in the stadium. And I was like, well, around this time of the year, that's, that's about... That'll be they, a 10% they, they boost. Yeah, right, a that's 10%. what they hope for. 
the the Reds can't even hit thirty percent. Yeah, and if and if the traveling team fans didn't come, it would it would be like ten percent. I was gonna say they might hit forty percent when the Cubs come to town. Right. At least they still beat the Marlins. Yeah. Fuck well, the Marlins, mate. To do. I my, think that uh, this season's gonna be you. I think this season's gonna be more exciting though. I think sixty games will be you can keep up with that. I think we're just excited to see anything at this point. I don't know. That's always been my gripe with baseball is I just feel like it's so long that I go, I get excited about in the beginning mid season. I completely tune out and then I get excited if the reds are doing well towards the end of the year. So normally that isn't, I'm just excited that the Dodgers actually get to play the Astros in such a short season so they can hit them with a pitch every other pitch. Because that would just be... Although I feel like Clayton Kershaw is so, like, old school, like, clean, like, he wouldn't even do it. Eh. He'll hit him with one of those curveballs that they didn't swing at when he pitched in the World Series. Aww. Too soon? No, they swung at him because they knew they were coming and hit him out of the park. <laughs> no, did you not hear that stat? They said, I, I don't remember the exact stat, look it up, uh, that Clayton Kershaw threw, like, of his X amount of pitches, say it was 90. He threw, like, 33 curveballs, and he is a fucking solid curveball, that 12-6. They said that they didn't swing at a single one of them. Yeah, I, it was, like, zero swing and miss strikes. Well, it's just I like, think was the stat. Clayton Kershaw struck some dudes out on that on that curveball before, and for the Astros not to swing at a single one of them, you almost got to know just like they were being tipped off, and we've already talked about this before. They definitely cheated, so Clayton should fucking be in every single one of them. I give him permission whenever he listens to this. I'm sure that listen. that's what he was looking for. Richard, he was waiting for you to give him the go-ahead. Yeah, I gave him the sign. All right. Uh, so, gi- hmm? given that it's only a sixty-game season, Nick, your Marlins over or under eight wins? <laughs> I'll give them sixteen. I'm gonna go over on eight. Sixteen wins? I'll give them. Yeah, I, it's still baseball, and any, any day of the. Any day of the week, uh, the worst team can beat the best team. Six, 16 and uh, what would it be? 44, right? Yep. That's math. Yeah. That's math brutal. Good. <laughs> that's a brutal record, Sam. Even bad teams I mean, go eight, on hot streaks. They may have been aggressive. I say they don't get above 10 wins. Sam, I say they, they get won, right around they 15. They won 50 to 60 games last year, which is over a third. Six, 16 is about a third, a little less. So I think that 15 to 16 range is what you have to think from the. And you never know, last year's World Series champions started their first 60 games, I think, under 500 last year. Well, and so, that's what I, I listened to uh, one of the radio shows today. And Eric, you talking about the 162 games. It is a grueling long season. But it truly does separate the good teams from the bad teams. Because some teams can have, like, what I heard today is, like, any team can make the playoffs. 
in the 60 game stretch, the Reds two years ago went 28 and, and 22 or something like that in a stretch where they lost 100 baseball games. No, I respect it. If, a team, like goes, if a team goes 28 and 22 this year, they're probably going to make the playoffs. And that doesn't mean that they're a good baseball team. Although so that's why, like, it made a lot of sense to me when I heard that today, them talking like 162 games really does weed out the good teams from the bad teams. No, and I respect it, and I and I like that. I, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want it any, any different. Just it's just a lot. It's, it's classic. I mean, that's how the game was supposed to be played. But personally, it's just a lot. Sam, to be fair, though, the Marlins do have a brutal schedule with brutal. both East. It's brutal. Yep. They get so, they get the it, Orioles. It is what it but is. Everybody else is brutal. So. They only get the Orioles four times. Yeah. Right. So they get the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, and the Nats. Which is their Setting division. the Phillies aside, the Bretts, the Braves, Mets, and Nats are brutal. And then they have to play the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Orioles, and the Blue Jays four times each. Um. I mean, t- I, 10 feels like a pretty good line to me. Given that schedule, I think though that you, I mean, baseball is always one where a team can, like, I mean, the Reds were competitive with the Astros last year. So when the Astros came to Great American, so it's like any given day, a pitcher can have a bad outing and a team can win. So, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of pitchers with bad outings this year because of this weird schedule well that and what if like it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with when players get covid because players are going to get covid there's no chance that you are not going to have players that get it mid-season so it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with you know outfielders getting it pitchers getting it how you shuffle around your team to deal with those type of situations. They also said, I, I just read this a little bit ago. They said there's going to be a special DL, or I think it's called the IL now. I don't know. Um, that will, will be specific for players with COVID-19. So like you might be down an all-star, but you'll be able to bring certain guys up uh, in the roster and have certain guys on like a special DL for COVID-19. Has anyone got, has anyone gotten COVID in any of the soccer leagues that have opened up within the past month in the German league or the English league? No, because Europe's got their shit together. No, a like couple maybe, players. I, I have no idea. In the Prem, I thought had it before they started. Like, yep. but I think there were like more reserve kind of back-end players. Like I know one player that has it. Like, I know there are at least a few players among the major leagues over there that have it, but they're basically self-quarantined, stay away from the team. Or basically, because the season's almost done, they were like, just, you're not going to play this year. A lot of leagues, like the English League, I know there's like the relegation battle still going on, but Liverpool was the champion basically before it ended. They were going to win it. They were always going to win it. 
there's seven or eight games left and they need two more points, I think, to secure it. I know there's top four battle and everything. So I feel like teams are perfectly willing to be like, eh, this player has it. We're not that worried about him getting back for this year. I mean, there's there's one player for there's one player for sure that I think has it. And I don't think he's told anybody and he's clearly on the field. And Sam, I think I think you might know who that is. No, I don't fucking know who that is. David Louise definitely <laughs> has I think it's Jade's. Eric. It could be Jade's. If we're gonna be honest, it's probably Jade's because Has Jade's he literally is has Sam has Sam been in London? Dude, Dave, he's, David Louise is a beautiful man and he's doing exactly what he should be doing, which is sabotaging Arsenal. Arsenal from within. Yep. He's he's now my favorite player. I really think that it's hilarious that Dude, did you see that smirk on his face before he got subbed in? He knew what he was doing. Arsenal Wanger out dream really just went straight down the toilet. Like, hey, we're not happy that we went to Champions League for 16 years in a row. Let's be terrible now. Oh, it's a classic case of be careful what you wish for. I'm a little worried the Bengals are suffering that now with the exit of Marvin Lewis. You know, they could be stuck in shit town for years who knows but it's only it's only been one year so i'm still giving that the the benefit of the doubt like wanger's been out for a few years now and it's looking worse and worse for arsenal i think comparing uh wanger to uh lewis is a bit steep though it might be it might be but uh, so let's talk about the restart of the premier league because this was kind of the First, didn't even finish baseball. We'll, we'll get back to baseball. Ball, baseball. We'll get back to baseball. But I want to talk about David Luiz because nothing brought me more joy than watching David Luiz be David Luiz for Arsenal. Um, so Premier League restarted about a week ago now, and the first game was Sheffield United and Aston Villa, and I've got to say it was rough. It was a nil-nil draw. Um. There was VAR, VAR controversy, which VAR is like the uh, replay system for soccer. Basically, if a play happens that uh, gets missed by the ref on the field, that was clearly either a penalty or goal or something like that, VAR steps in. Um, and there was a clear, clear goal in that game that got completely missed by the VAR system. Um, Dude, you know what? Like, I when they first introduced it, I was actually open for it because I'm not a person that's against change. But since I they've I've seen too many instances, like too many examples where it, it's gone the wrong way. When you see it on TV, it's like you know what? Fuck it, bring back the human error. At least at that point, you could write it off as the ref was being a shithead. But now, when you see it on video, and you're like, "What the fuck do you mean? You had all this time to make the right call." I completely agree. It's it's like if if you're gonna still have this much human error, just get rid of it. Don't have it. Right, get rid of it. Because I I hate it. At least with the human error, kind of almost added a fun element to the game where it's like, oh, we got away with that one, or like, fuck you, 
you know that well you know even if it went against you it was annoying but at least i don't know i felt like the human error was like a more of an innocent issue than having var and having it just completely either misused or not used properly i i i don't like it you kind of miss the old articles the ref is secretly a fan of this team yeah kind who, of thing who was, who was the who was the bald ref it was a, a police officer um for manchester united what was his name howard something maybe howard yeah howard Dean. something i used to think it was howard howard Dean. Yeah. no that was the presidential candidate Nah, dude, that was a porn star. I I think I'm thinking of Mike Dean. Come on, that was that was Pia guy. That was Howard Dean. No, anyways, that that ref was actually I actually like that ref, but yeah, he was always uh accused of favoring. He was always accused of uh, being Manchester United's twelfth man. But but that's the one thing is I kind of feel like refs are a little bit reliant on VAR now. Like, they're like, VAR's going to make this call. I don't have to. Like, would that ref have said that was a goal? Like, because he should have been in a, in a good position. It was a free kick into the box. Like, the ref should be in a good position to see if the ball goes over the the line. And he didn't signal anything. He waited for VAR to say, normally he would wave off, like, no, it's not a goal. but he looked at his watch, waited to see what VAR said, and they didn't say anything, so he was just shrugging at the players like, I I got nothing to tell you. Well, I think it fucks with the flow of the play, which is one of the biggest reasons why I don't like NFL. I can't say how many calls there are. There's too many... Hold, like, the holding call drives me fucking insane. I'm like, who saw that? Fuck you. You're making it up. Like, to me, I just think it's it's just... There's too many calls. I don't like it. So I think with VAR, it irritates me when I see... It's mostly irritating when you see a beautiful play that just happened, and then it's ruined by a bat call, and then they go to the video, and then they are wrong about it. It's one thing if like you if, if they're right. You, know, you see it on the video, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's not going to go our way. But when it's wrong, it just makes me even more pissed off. Like It really takes away from the sport, in my opinion. Something that isn't VAR related, but fucked me up the other day watching the game was the water break. Cause I'm not used to them in like the Premier league. Yeah. Cause they're normally played like during the fall winter and it's not usually like that hot out. So the like middle half water break. So it's basically quarters now. And that yeah. really like in soccer is so weird. They have a water break, but they leave the clock running still. Well, we see it a lot with the United States when they play like some of the um, yeah South American I mean, you teams. See they it, do that. You so, see it in like it's, the and gold it's not that long. Stuff. It's like it's like what a minute. It's not that long. Yeah, I mean, it just really threw me off because you don't see it in the prem. Is like yeah. I wasn't ready for it. So why are they doing that? Because it's like summer now. Like they don't normally play this late. Yeah, the season's usually good. done. Oh yeah, Some so portion. right. Um. Yeah, but the other match after that VAR controversy game was the return of the hair, David Luiz. David Luiz and Arsenal came back and opened the restart versus uh, Man City, which, if you look at Arsenal's recent history versus Man City, is awful. And guess what? More of the same. Somehow... 
somehow with five subs each, both teams managed to end with less than 11 people on the field. One, because of my best bud and Sam's best bud, David Louise, getting a very, very early red card on just a terrible, terrible tackle. Gave up a penalty, got thrown off the field, ended the game really early. So, so Nick, I want to ask, because, you know, I follow Chelsea and I've had the privilege of watching quite a bit of David Louise. As an Arsenal fan, having him on your team, what has your experience been like this year? Can you correct me or not on this? Didn't David Louise win a title with oh, Chelsea? Yeah. No, he. I'm almost positive he did. And I'm not a huge Chelsea fan, but from what I've seen of David Louise in the past, he's been an, an exceptional player. So I feel like the hate... Yeah, that's where you're wrong. Okay, okay. Uh, like I said, I never really watched him day to day. So Did he okay. play a significant role in that title season? Somewhat. So here's the player that I would relate David Louise to. David Louise is the Vontez perfect of the Premier League. Okay. From the standpoint of you'll occasionally watch David Louise do exceptional things for which he gets a lot of praise. But you will equally see him do some of the most boneheaded dumbass decisions that you will ever see in professional sports that will make you scratch your head. Like what the fuck were you thinking? And and so that's the frustration of having David Louise on your team. He can make spectacular pinpoint assists on goals and he can do some spectacular things, but ultimately his inconsistency and the number of dumb boneheaded plays he makes I think makes him more of a liability for a team than an asset. Well, I was going to say that because I feel like that description, what you said about David Luiz right there applies to a lot of defenders where you might have exceptional skills as a defender and just as a soccer player in general. But if you don't have timing and the right decision-making, you know, that easily just throws away everything. You may have it all, but if you can't get your timing right, and if you can't, you know, I'm trying to think of the right words, but if you don't have the right mindset when you go in for a tackle or because those defenders have to make split decision, split decision, split second, split second decisions. Thank you. Split section. We'll try this again. Split second decisions. Wow. Or or else. (laughs) Fuck you, man. I'm trying. I'm going to cut all that out. Hold on. Split set. I'm like, (laughs) 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 oh, my God. And I thought I was the one with the speech impediment. Split second decisions. And then I don't know what else I want to say from here. Tackling in professional soccer is hard. That's what you're trying to say, Eric. Right. And you have to make split second decisions. And if you're not going in with the right line. That's the difference between David Louise and the top defenders in the world. Consistency in those split seconds decisions. David Louise cost his team multiple multiple times a season because he makes the wrong one over and over and over again 
from the outside looking in, is he actually good at free kicks or not? Because if he, I was just to refer to YouTube, I, uh, he would be one of the best defenders at taking them. I mean, you know who Mats Hummels is, like German defender, probably sure. yep. one of the better defenders recently in the world. Won a World Cup with Germany, he won Bundesliga right with feet. Bayern, won Bundesliga, I believe, with Dortmund. Maybe not, but I think so. Um, he makes the same type of passes, like long balls going forward, but he eliminates the... Stu- like, David Luiz is the type of guy, it's like, shit, I missed my tackle, now I'm just going to grab your shoulders and bring you to the ground and give up a penalty. Right, yeah, like, I feel like I've seen that a lot. Hummels at least says oh, maybe I missed my tackle a little bit, but I'm not going to give up a penalty. I'm going to let my goalkeeper try to make a save. David Luiz straight gives up a lot of penalties, a lot of red cards, a lot of goals. Just And we're th- I'm making a lot of emphasis on his, his dumb tackling. Like He was also responsible, kind of, for the first goal because he had poor positioning and deflected a ball basically right in front of the oncoming attacker. So like two David Luiz eras, and he came on as a substitute. So maybe he wasn't fresh. Maybe he wasn't ready, but versus a team like city that is just going to capitalize on all your mistakes. He cost them the game single-handedly. I mean, Arsenal, Arsenal probably wasn't going to win anyway. They're not as talented as city. They're not as well coached. They're not as good of a team, but, he gave up the first two goals pretty much all by himself. Yeah, when Arsenal bought David Luiz, I was like, this is addition by subtraction for Chelsea. I, I was pretty happy to see him go. Because like I said, while he can make a few spectacular plays, I, I almost see David Luiz as a guy who, had he been developed in a different way earlier in his career, could have been a much better player. Like if he was in the midfield, I actually think David Luiz would be much more useful. Didn't because... Chelsea play him in the midfield? Handful no, of games? no. I, well, I mean, I'm trying to think maybe in his second stint at Chelsea, but in his first stint at Chelsea, it was really Mourinho putting him at a center back position and kind of forcing him to play center back that led him to to kind of being molded uh, in that position. But I, I think had he been developed differently early in his career, he kind of could have been more useful as a, as a center defensive midfielder maybe, or somebody who links up between the back line and the attackers. Because he's a very good passer, and you kind of see that in his assist record from defense. But... God, he makes some dumb decisions. If He's quick, isn't he? If he plays with a steadier, solid, smart, sound defender, like a John Terry or at um, PSG, he had Thiago Silva alongside of him, his mistakes can get covered up a lot more. Right, maybe he can do his wild card type plays, whereas if he had someone behind him with class and structure he could maybe get away with some of that shit. at arsenal he 
doesn't have that person and those mistakes show up over and over and over again. Part of it is, I think, the team you have around him. And I think even if he was a defensive midfielder, he could still make those same mistakes and they would still cost you pretty big because Arsenal has another player, Granit Xhaka, who also plays the exact same way. Oh, I missed my tackle. I'm not catching up with you. I'm going to grab your arm and rip you to the ground. Sounds like Arsenal sucks. <laughs> um, they do. Most likely. I mean, as an Arsenal fan, you know, it's one thing to have to suffer through Louise's performance, but I found it particularly tasty that mm, mm, spicy. a couple yeah, days mm. after that performance, they announced his contract extension. Yeah, I, How do you I feel about that? that? <laughs> How do you feel about that as an that's, Arsenal fan? That's tasty. Um, I think that they have a couple defenders coming in and i also feel like he plays a little bit better with like socrates back there instead of some of their more suspect central backs um so like i'm not entirely mad at it if he is more of a depth option than a full-time starter like he has been most of this year like it sucks but Depth is what helps you win or, or get close to winning. Like, I want Arsenal to get back in the top four. That's really all I want from them. And I think depth can definitely help you get there, especially in the Prem, um, where you're... Like, Arsenal's below Sheffield United in the table right now. How is Arsenal below a team that has, like a 20th of the history that Arsenal does like kind of insane. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I fell asleep. All that Arsenal talk got me tired. Richard, how do you, how do you feel about David Louise? Uh, if you've got pubic hair on your head and you look like sideshow Bob, Nick's probably got Jade's will. Yeah. Suck it. <laughs> Wow. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs>